Hello, my gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another episode of Starstruck Radio. I'm your host, Rina Sengupta, and I'm the creator, the astrologer at Starstruck Astrology. And this podcast is here to help you know the transits week by week while also getting the technical details, but mainly connecting in about the human experience of those transits. Before we dive in, make sure that you're following along on Instagram. It's starstruck2 underscores astrology. And I love when you share this podcast out on your Instagram story or share it with friends. Make sure that you're subscribed and leave a five-star review. Okay, let's dive right into this week because There's not a ton of transits happening, but there's a lot of energy moving from the momentum of the beginning of 2023. Since the beginning of this year, it has just been cosmic pot stirring after cosmic pot stirring after cosmic pot stirring. And for a moment, I feel like we really have this few weeks to catch our breath and to integrate yeah of course eclipse season but also everything that's been shifting with pluto into aquarius and saturn into pisces and all of these other major shifts of 2023 and i think it's really easy to look at these transits and it, they get very popular in the zeitgeist, you know, the day of the transit. So like it was really popular to talk about Saturn in Pisces in early March, or it was really popular to talk about the eclipses in end of April. However, specifically with the transits of Pluto and Saturn, these are frequencies that we then feel and they affect our transformation at large. They affect our embodiment and our self-leadership at large. And so the way that the inner work even feels shifts based off of these transits. And it can be hard to pin down because we're like, well, there's no big transit happening this week. Or like, oh, what's happening in the stars? And This is one of those weeks where I'm like, it's the same thing that has been happening in the stars since like all of 2023. We are just sustaining it. And I really feel like now after eclipse season has closed out, we are entering into this new chapter of a new beginning coming in. But with all of the benefits from the inner work that we've been doing since 2020. 2020 was definitely that time where we all obviously went into lockdown, but locked down within ourselves. And a lot of us had inner work awakenings, right? I know many people, myself included, had spiritual awakenings pre-2020. But in the year of 2020 was like, oh, and this requires me to actively heal my own patterning. I feel like we're in a very similar time moment right now a touch base moment on that same inner work awakening where now since 2020 we've been doing a lot of healing but it's been easy to go on autopilot and I feel like you know it it, this week last week next week like this this phase this moment we're in it's really this moment of oh if I want different results I have to move differently right? As simple as that sounds, it is like the most profound thing in our 
faces right now. It's the most profound thing in our energy bodies right now. If I want a different result, I need to actually shift my patterning. And we've gotten to this point where since 2020, we've grown a lot. And so the same tools that we used in 2020 that gave us this breakthrough um, evolution are not going to be the same exact tools that we tap on now. Because, Because we are meant to grow in new ways, right? We've we've evolved. We have evolved. And so because of that, we are facing this next set of growth that feels very familiar, but it is not the exact same. And I I open with this because there really when we look forward at this current week, there's not a lot of transits happening. Gemini season begins on Sunday, May 21st, but that is the only significant active transit of the week. With that being said, I mean, Gemini season beginning is is a huge energetic shift, especially when we look back at the transits that happened last week. Mercury going direct and entering its post-shadow period in Taurus, Jupiter entering Taurus, the new moon in Taurus, and Mars entering Leo. Okay, so so that's kind of like the background palette we're working with. And then this week, we're adding in, we're releasing some of the Taurus energy from the sun and that core essence, that core focus is moving into Gemini. And I wanted to open with that touch base on our inner work because we are at a point now in the astrology where especially with all the eclipses and especially with all the planetary movement in Taurus, we are touching base on things that we have been healing for a long, long time. On the Urban Buddha Instagram account, I put up a reel and I was talking about, you know, like if you've had manifestations that feel like they're taking forever to come through, I spoke specifically about nervous system regulation in that reel, but a huge essence I wanted to get across in that reel too is that like you're not alone. If you feel like you have been manifesting something for so long, you're not alone in that experience. And with all of these planets in Taurus right now, especially Jupiter in Taurus, which we'll talk more about, there's a huge turning of the tides by facing our resistance. And with all that movement in Taurus blended with the sun entering Gemini, it's like, okay, face your resistance and start to act differently. Gemini is playful. Gemini is spontaneous. Gemini is curious. It's intellectually challenging, right? And so like, approach your inner work with those character traits approach your manifestation that has been taking forever of course with the tools that you've been using and that feels stable for you but remember that it's not gonna look exactly the same way that it's looked before it's gonna require you to come in with a fresh playful curious 
intellectually stimulating perspective. Ooh, my gosh. I like, <laughs> I really just hit record and just let all of that fall out of my mouth. And I think personally for me too, these are things I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing an energy shift that is reminiscent to 2020, but also feels like nothing I've ever been through before. I'm experiencing a lot of progress on wounds that I have been healing for a long time while also meeting up in the resistance of them. And I am feeling that the only solution here is to now bring in an essence of play. And I feel that even with this podcast, with sharing my voice, with with so much of this work, where even like hopping on the podcast today, I was like, okay, I know for the last five months, I've been operating under this certain framework. And I feel that an innovation with this podcast is coming, right? When I, I, I love all of you who are listening right now, because you're really going to get to see it grow from the ground up. And, and this is why I love hearing about your manifestations and your visions as soon as you feel a tiny semblance of them, because then I get to witness you evolve and grow with them. And I feel as though the energy is shifting. The energy has shifted. And now we as physical and energetic beings are catching up and integrating those energy shifts that we have experienced in 2023 so far. And as we enter Gemini season, as we get kind of that air element spaciousness, there's going to be this calling to shake things up a little bit. And in shaking it up, in challenging the status quo in that way and letting things come in in a playful tone, that's really where the next chapter of palpable, visual, undeniable evolution lies. And so for me, coming onto this podcast today, it was like, okay, I normally have this formula I follow, this template I follow that I kind of walk through, but I know that I want this podcast to shift. I want the tone to shift. I want to... to um, help it mature and I can either keep recording the same old thing and of course it's not the same old thing because it's different planetary transits each week but I can keep recording in the same old template that I've created knowing that it's not actually how I want it to be but feeling like I have to because I don't have the resources or the exact plan yet to change it or I can just hop on and play with the energy of something new. And as we move through this week, and there really are not that many major transits, it's just the initiation of Gemini season, that is exactly what I want you to do. I want you to question where you think you need a plan in order to show up differently. And of course, the clarity, the intention, it comes in, but can you give yourself simply the freedom to try something new? Can you give yourself the actual levity to play and experience how it could be? 
Can you allow yourself to witness? Give, can you give yourself space to witness your own self? And see if you can find something new within that, within a new way of seeing yourself because you're giving yourself more space to actually be, to actually express. Ooh, yes, that feels so good. And with Gemini season beginning, really using your social life as a tool to help you do so. I'll give a personal anecdote here because I think it will be helpful for context. If you listen to the podcast each week, you know I've kind of been in this social life awakening. And if you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you know that I was deeply craving that you know if you go back to the episodes in January and February and even March I was so craving a network of peers of deeply soul aligned friends and then in April and May it has just dropped in so fast which has been beautiful and I feel grateful and I feel lucky and I, with all of this Taurus energy, there was then this subdue of like, ooh, I'm tired. Ooh, it feels so good to go inwards and really bake for myself what energy I'm shifting. And I can already feel as the sun enters Gemini season, it's this emphasis not to get stuck in your own world. And to actually interact with individuals because they will mirror back exactly the inspiration that you need in order to get confirmation and inspiration to move into the next chapter with clarity and ease, right? It's, I was just saying like a minute ago to lean into the play. And when you give yourself freedom to actually move differently without a master plan, then the intention comes in. And when we can use our social network as a tool to do that, we play and then we get confirmation from someone mirroring something back to us that fortifies, okay, yeah, that was that is my intention. And then you can move forward with this playful spirit, this intentional spirit that is grounded and confirmed by you know, your, your social network mirroring things back to you. The caveat I will say here is that you, you will require a higher vibing, for lack of a better word, social circle, social network in order to, to play around with that. And so if you're still in this moment of looking around at your social life and feeling stagnant by it, make this Gemini season about seeking those right people and it will likely require you start showing up in a little bit more embodiment in a little bit I don't want to use the word confidence but but playfulness within yourself right if you know that you want to be surrounded by a bunch of creative people but you you can't get that match to strike can you get more comfortable within your own inner creativity and really make that the assignment of this Gemini season. Okay, so those are my hot downloads looking at the chart right now. Two things I want to touch on. One, 
Jupiter in Taurus. Jupiter went into Taurus on May 16th. Jupiter tends to stay in signs for about 12 months. So we have a year of expansion in Taurus. Jupiter is all about expansion, adventure, knowledge seeking. It is the expander in the chart. So wherever Jupiter is, things grow, things expand. Sometimes, however, it put puts things into a magnifying glass or sometimes that expansion can be a little um, tight to hold and so it creates intensity within ourselves but of course that just means that we need to regulate or we need to align and if we are actively regulating and aligning in conscious engagement with Jupiter it, it is a very benefic abundant expansive planet that is fun to work with so with jupiter and taurus there are massive financial breakthroughs and i touched on this in last week's episode and i was a little hesitant because there's so much simultaneously going on in the financial collective field, specifically with the recession, the stock market, etc. And I didn't want to speak too soon and bite my tongue and say, you know, to say the blanket statement out the gates that like Jupiter and Taurus is going to be financially amazing for everyone. And then, you know, say in the next 12 months, we, we do hit a significant historical recession, which is possible because like I said, Jupiter is that magnifying glass. So it will show us where we are not aligned. It will show us through intensity or discomfort where we are holding ourselves too small and the expansion gets gets tight to hold. And so I'm not going to rule that out as a reality altogether, but what I will say I have seen in this first week of Jupiter and Taurus is that for those who are strongly connected to their personal finance and inner energetics around money, Jupiter and Taurus is so, so breakthrough. I've gotten messages from people about signing clients out of the blue after months of a dry spell. I have family members who after years of putting in a lot of grind have finally hit strokes of luck. I hesitate to say luck because it's not fully luck, but strokes of luck and also are beginning to just simply move differently in the ways that they relate and operate around money. I personally have felt just this wall of resistance begin to clear away. It feels like I'm clearing leaves up that have just been scattered and it's like I'm going in with the broom and I'm just clearing these leaves that have been blocking my relationship to finances and specifically what I do in exchange for finances and really coming in to a stronger relationship of 
finances don't just come in because I pray and beg and manifest for them to come in, but finances come in as compensation for the potent service that I provide. And manifesting money is not necessarily about being greedy and wanting more money, but about really turning up the volume of the type of service I bring to the world. And so whether it's been within me, within family members, within uh, community members messaging me their updates, I have noticed just an entire way of being shift that has come with Jupiter and Taurus. The one shadow that I will call out is that I have been, and I, I've seen it in friends, I have not had a conversation deep enough conversations to fully know how wide, widespread this is or related to the astrology it is. But since Jupiter has been in Taurus, I have felt myself way more tired and heavy in my body than I was while Jupiter was in Aries, which makes sense because Aries is a firecracker sign. And Taurus is more stoic and rest-oriented and um, what's the word I'm looking for? There, there is kind of like a down energy. It's, it's calming down. It's grounding down, right? There's a, like Taurus, if the zodiac signs were uppers or downers, Taurus is a downer. <laughs> Taurus is like, uh smoking a joint you know you're like okay I just want to lay and so with Jupiter and Taurus I have felt just kind of this physical weight and I'm curious I'm going to keep checking in with my body and I am curious if this is just my nervous system reacting to the financial expansion and work expansion I feel with Taurus And it's going to pass in a few weeks after I regulate or if it is uh, a signature of Jupiter and Taurus that's going to stay for the entire year and maybe it's holding a deeper lesson of, of really building a stronger relationship to rest, which as much as, you know, my natal Mars and Aries doesn't want to admit I'm kind of getting the intuitive ping right now as I share this that I think it's the latter one I do think that and and I've you know in talking with my yoga students and just everyone in LA everyone's been really tired this last week and of course it's it's been kind of cloudy it's um May mist. Ugh, I'm saying that wrong. In, in LA, people say like, oh, it's June gloom and May. Oh, what's it called? May. I'm going to keep calling it May mist. I like it better. But basically, it's really just kind of like overcast these months in Southern California. And so everyone's really tired here. And I think, you know, there is a part of me that's like, okay, is it Jupiter and Taurus or is it just overcast? And, um, I'm, but I, as I'm talking this through with all of you, I am kind of getting the ping that 
no, we're going to be more tired in this next year when Jupiter is in Taurus because we have a lot of shadow to heal around rest and around listening to our bodies. And there, there's little techniques and tools and nuances that Jupiter and Taurus needs us to learn. We need to learn how to take up space with our rest. We need to how we need to learn how to grow and and to grow within our rest, right? Ooh, wow, yeah, to grow within our rest. And it's an interesting dichotomy because Taurus is very headstrong. Taurus, when Taurus has a vision or makes a decision, it's a full commitment. And because of the working styles that we've been taught growing up, this can be really contradictory to rest. And I think that's exactly why this weight and this tiredness is coming up is because we need to learn how to see a vision through, how to reach you know, how to lean into a work ethic that feels good and hit some achievement that feels significant and not deny ourselves of resources we need, which include rest and sleep. Mm, Yeah. Okay. There was one last thing I wanted to say with Jupiter and Taurus. What was it? Um... Um, it was something, thanks for bearing with me while I think, it was something with the nervous system and the exhaustion of receiving good things coming through. I don't remember exactly how I wanted to say it, but I guess I'll just close on that note with it, which is that... If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I have been so tired since May 16th. I didn't realize it was Jupiter and Taurus, but it is. Check in and learn to read your tiredness. Is it tiredness because you genuinely need rest and you have a imbalanced relationship to work ethic? Or is it exhaustion from receiving is it exhaustion from hitting your receiving threshold and can you nurture yourself especially with the sun now in gemini can you find fun ways to nurture yourself like going to a a spa or a yoga class or a sound bath or a long walk and just an ecstatic dance class, dinner with friends, and really finding these playful ways to rejuvenate your system and continue expanding your receiving threshold. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about in this episode this week is Mars and Leo, which I know we talked about in last week's episode, but I want to touch base on it. It's only been in Leo for a few days. So Mars entered Leo on Saturday, May 20th. Mars and Leo is about being bold. It's about taking playful action. So it's a really compatible transit with the sun in Gemini. It's very fun. It's very uh, giddy. And yet luxurious. It's playful without it being um, immature or 
it, it's playful without lacking stature or grace. So just to echo everything I was saying with, with the sun entering Gemini, like be bold, take actions without fully premeditating on the entire master plan big picture. Learn how to make decisions and take actions on the small scale and let those small scale actions and decisions drive your life. Let it come from the spontaneity within. And I think where so many people get stuck is we have a big vision and then we think we have to stay on that consciousness level of the big vision when in reality, once we, ha- once we understand the vision, we don't even need to fully understand it. Once we get a taste of the essence and receive whatever we need to receive about the vision, then it's time to switch consciousness modes, switch consciousness perspectives, and drop into presence, right? Drop into presence and just allow the vision to move through you. Just allow the vision to land one step at a time and draw all of your energy and your consciousness into the the step at hand. Trusting that the vision has got you. You you know where you're going. You don't need to spend so much time orienting it out so long as you just keep yourself open. And I think, you know, how this relates to how I started the episode with this will feel very reminiscent to 2020, right? And the ping I'm getting is like in 2020, we almost had to do this because we couldn't, we had no idea where the world was going to go. And so we couldn't be like, this is the long vision because we had to be comfortable knowing that things could change at any time. We could be called into lockdown next week. And so we had to plan and move forward with that pivot always available And the ping I'm getting is that with Mars and Leo and the sun and Gemini, while we have Jupiter and Taurus is it's asking us like, can you, can you stay connected to this understanding that things will shift at any moment? And so it's not about architecting this master plan, but rather feeling grounded in the vision feeling grounded in the expansiveness of the vision and letting yourself take inspired, playful, collaborative acts in the present moment from there. Oof. Okay. I'm just scanning the list of transits right now, my notes that I've written out, to see if there's anything else I want to leave you off on. I think what I'll leave you off on is that we are still in the Mercury post-shadow period. And I think too that also if you're feeling tired this week, it could also be because of the Mercury post-shadow period. But we're integrating a lot into Taurus right now. So give yourself the little pockets of time you need to really integrate and to connect into that, you know, Taurin grounded safe luxurious frequency 
But from there, put yourself out there. This is a season of putting yourself out there even if you do not know the full and total vision at hand. And when you learn to put yourself out there without having the perfect vision, not only are you so much more open to collaborating, but you are so much more open to actually moving within your authentic self. You're actually moving from your inner light rather than a sense of safety that your ego has constructed in a plan. And so as you move through this week, get clear with yourself. What do you need to feel grounded? What do you need to feel integrated? And what do you think you need that you can actually let go of? And in doing so, you're going to get so much of your light back. The last thing I want to challenge you is if you're someone who typically identifies as an introvert, are you an introvert or are you just around the wrong people? (laughs) And during this time, can you get yourself in front of the right people? Because in this time, having that creative inspiration from the right people in your life is so empowering and so and and there might be a part of you that's calling yourself an introvert because there's safety there and you know that you're an introvert because you're just around the wrong people but continuing to label yourself and paint the narrative of being an introvert is holding you back from meeting the right people Ooh. Okay, as you move through this week, be bold, take playful action, know that you do not have to have the massive vision, remember to stay grounded, and that rest is such a beautiful, productive thing where some of the most incredible clarity comes through, but be mindful of isolating yourself and overfilling your cup with needs that you don't actually need but you think you do because you're so void of the needs that you that you actually require. Oh my goodness. Okay, my star lovers. The ep- the format of this episode was different today. So let me know what you think. I'm playing around with it. I don't know if this is going to be the format for good, but today was definitely just looking at the current transits at hand and kind of giving my intuitive blasts and thoughts about it. And I like it. I feel like I kind of gave you a cohesive theme to hook onto this week, which feels really satisfying on my end. So this podcast is going to keep trying new things, right? I'm going to take my own advice. I'm going to hop on here and, and be trying new things, even if I don't know exactly what that master plan is, because I do have the larger vision of how I want this podcast to be and feel and and you are all right here with me in this experience and we get to do it together so if you loved this episode please let me know send me a dm on starstruck astrology two underscores in between and like i said at the beginning it is so so meaningful when you share this with people who are also astrology lovers and want to take their astrology to the next level but really want to do it in a way that empowers their empathic intuitive energetic selves rather than just diving into the technical 
this is the space for that. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you next week.